Well, good morning, Rachel. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> and welcome, everybody, to the Orchard Podcast. Um, this is our last one, isn't it, Rachel? This is the last one. Oh, my days. We've had, we've had such a... Oh, such a wonderful time. It's been so nice to just get some time with you, Rach. It has, uh, But also, it's been so nice to um, just to even be able to grapple with this chapter that we probably have spent many times reading, but it was just been so nice to actually sort of dive in together and discuss some of what it looks like to cultivate this fruit in our lives. Um, and so we are today going to be talking about self-control. But before we jump into self-control, um, we're doing something in October, aren't we, Rachel? Whatever us, are we doing? What could us- we possibly be doing in October? <laughs> we're gathering. Us- we're gathering. We're gathering about 900 women in a room in Birmingham. Woo! And we're going to worship. We're going to encounter Jesus. And we want you to be there. So if you're listening to this and you're able to come, then get your ticket. It's, it's a very simple message, isn't it? It's not nothing more complex than that. but. Um, Tickets are shifting quite quickly and we want you to be in the room. So really, this is just an encouragement to you to get that little finger, click on the website, either theorchardwomen.com or either Trinity Church or Gastric Church website. You can find links there, but just uh, get your ticket essentially because we want you in the room. It's going to be it's going to be a really special day. Yes, I do feel really excited about it. Um, So self-control then we're talking about today and uh Rach and I've had a little chat already haven't we Rach we have um and uh and it's been already we sort of wish we'd pressed record in our pre-chat didn't we <laughs> <laughs> um because actually as we grapple through what self-control is and what is meant by it um and how we cultivate self-control in our lives um yeah it's just provoked lots of different things within us hasn't it so we're going to just continue that conversation um and see where we go and hope as always that it's helpful uh to some of you guys that are listening to this or watching this um but one of the things we do know for sure is the greek word oh i love it i love it when you bring us some greek amy i love it (laughs) just just wait for my accent rich oh stop (laughs) Um, but they translate actually in the Greek into two words, um, en kratos. Do you like that? Kratos, 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 kratos. If anyone Greek listening, yeah. you can correct us. Yeah. Um, but actually translate into two words, which is inner strength. So in strength or in power, um, it, which is a much a much better way to actually translate what that this word self-control actually means um, in the original language. And actually, if I, just even before we start, um, I think it's a much better use than the word self. And maybe, I don't know, maybe when this was, you know, sort of translated, we weren't so self-obsessed. Um, but the word self-control makes you immediately think, doesn't it? Oh, it's about me. I must, you know, I must do this. It's about, you know, self and how I can, uh, you know, cultivate this and make this happen in my life. Um, and even the word control obviously brings up a lot of... <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a triggering that, word, isn't it, quite frankly? It is a bit of a triggering word, yeah. But I love this. I love inner strength because, and we'll talk about this later, but 
even that it comes at the end you know it comes at the end of these lists of fruits that the idea that it's actually it's 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 his inner strength you know it's it's god's inner strength within us that cultivate this fruit um is actually not really much to do with the self at all um but it's inner strength it's his inner strength that we cultivate within us his spirit within us um that actually uh produces this fruit and so i think even before we begin it it's it's quite a good um way even to frame the conversation um Mm. that this isn't you know we're not going to sort of spend the next 20 minutes or so talking about how we can you know self-improve and you know sort of rally ourselves up enough to you know to to cultivate this to to get to gain this fruit in our lives but actually how in some ways how do we become more reliant upon his inner strength within us you know how do we cultivate this inner strength within us that that is from him that is this gift uh, from god so i think even as we talk let's be keeping that in mind um as we go through this i love that i and actually I think that's where some of the discussions have come from between you and I, haven't it, Amy? That this, in some ways, it just sounds so easy. Like, oh, great. You know, if I experience temptation or if I'm up against it or whatever, or, you know, if I need to exercise self-control or inner strength, oh, great. Yeah. It's easy. It's just, you know, God just, just God just does it for me. And I know that's not what you're saying, yeah, but sometimes it can sound like super, super easy, and in the moment, it doesn't feel that easy. And some of the conversations that Amy and I have been having is this is exactly this tension that we've talked about. This idea that when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, uh, and Galate, Paul talks in Galatians, the fruit of the spirit come come out. They're produced when we walk in step with the spirit it's a gift, you know, they are, you know, we talked about this idea that the tree doesn't sort of have to work really, really, really hard to produce the fruit. When you walk in truth, the key is walking in step with the spirit, the fruit comes. Yeah. But we know that in the reality of life, it can feel like a bit of a fight. You know, we, we can feel like we're not where we want to be. We're not doing the things that we want to do we're not behaving in the way that we want to behave we're not making the choices that we want to make or we or we're we're not doing the things that we want to do we're, you know it's like yeah. Paul says all the things I don't want to do I do and all the things <laughs> I do want to do I don't do yeah and so we have a part to play as well yeah and it's this really tricky tension yeah because you fall one way and it's like oh it's all oh God and I don't need to do anything and in some ways, that's true. That's right. The other side is, oh, I have to work really hard. This is all on me. Yeah, yeah. And or or you or shame is produced so quickly because you yeah. because we can't. the The news here is that we can't live a life of this fruit without God. <laughs> so if we try, we'll we'll fall into shame and despair and and cynicism and striving and yeah. you know yes, all of those things. So there is a tension here. Yeah. We, we have a part to play. And I was saying, wasn't I, using this word resistance, that sometimes, again, if, 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 if we're in a place where it feels like, ah, oh, I'm just stuck, I'm stuck in this stuff, yeah. it can feel like walking in step with the spirit can feel like resistance. 
you know, resistance against, and this is what I want to talk about, uh, maybe just before we go that, you know, that walking in step with the spirit has this sort of beautiful, relaxed sort of vibe about it. And it can feel like that. And this is where both are true, but walking in step with the spirit can also feel like resistance, can feel like, you know, Ephesians 6, stand firm, stand firm. And both are right, both are true, but how do we not fall too far into one or, I don't know, fall too far into into reliance on the spirit that, that's what we do it was like resistance and reliance isn't it yeah. resistance and reliance resistance yeah. and reliance sorry yeah. go on what were you going to say and then I'll no just that that I think that I think that it takes I think reliance is key and I think it takes um humility doesn't it in some ways to be reliant um and an acknowledgement I think of who of, of the character of Jesus you know um, because I think so much of in my life, but the, the things that I, you know, want to strive to fix or think that I need to be better at, um, bizarrely, I can take God out of that, you know. But actually, if yeah. I if I am humble enough to say, Jesus, I am I'm broken mm. in this area. I am I am weak. I cannot do this without you. I'm, I'm reliant upon your spirit. I'm going to. I'm going to walk in step with your spirit in all areas of my life, you know, and there's no end to my brokenness. You know, we're, we're always going to be broken. You know, we're always going to be, it's not like just walk in step with the spirit for a season until you get it all sorted. And then it's like, well done, you graduated. You know, it's like the gospel is that Jesus died and rose again, that we now live empowered by his spirit because we are broken and that we are, God, God knows that we are in need um, of walking day by day by day. And I think bizarrely, I don't know about you, Rach, bizarrely, we we think we need to um, sort of put like push our weaknesses and our shame and our brokenness and our pain to one area of our lives that we need to fix. And that, you know, Jesus wants me to sort out and then I'll be better when actually it's like the, the gospel invitation is like, bring the bring it all into my presence you know that's why I'm that's why I died and rose again that we would be empowered to uh, for him to work through those parts of our lives and so for me when it comes to self-control and all of this it's like how do we as Christians get honest and real and vulnerable before God in our shame in our pain in our brokenness in our you know in the things that were good last week and now they're not this week and they you know and Mm. how do we just keep bringing that stuff uh to him expose it to him because that's what this invitation of galatians is actually all about yes yes the invitation to walk with the spirit and i think yeah if i know if i'm honest about where i'm at there is that it's not as simplistic as this, but there is usually a correlation between a sort of a, an increase of struggle with flesh, yeah, and a and a lack of intentionality about getting into His Word and into the Spirit. Does that make yeah. sense? His presence, yeah. like it, it, that's oversimplistic in some ways, but also it's not. So if, we're, if I'm really honest. 
if I'm battling with certain narratives, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute, I can usually say, actually, it's because I haven't, I haven't committed the time to just being in his presence, to just allowing his word to shape and to re reshape my thoughts. Like yeah. it, it, there is actually a simplicity to it. Does that like, yeah. so I was yeah. talking about, you know, it's about reliance and resistance. Yeah. And I do think we have to be aware we are in a battle, you know, so yeah. my dog's just kicking off. He's obviously, he's very <laughs> spiritually attuned. And I just <laughs> used the word we're in a battle and he's like kicking off. I don't, there's probably somebody at the door, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, that, that we are in a battle. And so there is to there, there is a sort of a, a sense of resistance in this Christian walk as well. Yes. And thinking about Paul in, I think it's in Colossians. I can't remember. Anyway, sorry, forgive me if I've got that wrong. But he taught, he talks about this in different places, but most particularly in Colossians, he talks about this trip. Can you hear the talk? This triple alliance um, that comes against us, these forces that come against us, and it's the sin, it's sin, the world, and the devil, or flesh, the world, and the devil. And the flesh within us are those sort of innate fleshly desires that are in us towards well the antithesis of the fruit of the spirit in fact paul gives us a list of these things that earlier on in galatians 5 that are the antithesis of the fruit of the spirit and those desires are in us the flesh within us pride greed vanity you know um, uh i can't think they're all in me anyway they're my top three you've just (laughs) got my top three pride greed vanity there you go um So that's at work. And then you've got the values of the culture that we live in that are coming against us all the time. And again, you know, another key to discipleship is recognizing that there's no neutral ground. You know, we 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 don't just we don't just sort of like apathy is one of the the, the greatest killers of walking in the spirit. Right. And, and this is the difference between sort of resting and walking in the spirit and apathy are two different things because apathy yeah. allows us just to go with the flow of the culture because the culture, the values of the culture are so pervasive. You know, there's so, it's such a, like a strong force coming against us saying, this is what freedom looks like. This is what success looks like. This is what a healthy sex life looks like. This is what relationships should look like this is what you want you know this is what you should need this is what's going to fulfill you this is all these values of the culture that are coming against us all the time and so you've got the flesh within us you've got the values of the culture and then you've got the enemy you know we've got this enemy who wants to undermine our identity in Christ and undermine our purpose in Christ like that Mm. is his plan and what can happen is those three things can collude together, right? They mm. they work together uh, to undermine what God is doing in our lives. And yeah. I mean, there's good news, obviously, but I know for me there are times where it feels like, and this is where inner strength, self control comes in. It can feel like those three things work, are working together it, it, with such force that yeah. it feel like resistance is hard work yeah what we amy and i was someone what we're talking about this sort of tension between oh it just feels exhausting sometimes and actually walking in the step with the spirit just feels so there should be such ease to it like for example i know i've talked about this before but one of these sort of deeply entrenched narratives within me is that i'm i'm ugly that i'm I, i i 
to do with my appearance that I, I, I'm not enough. I don't, I'm not enough, essentially. And it's a very deeply ingrained narrative that has been there since, I don't know, since I was a kid. And there are times where it feels like those three forces work together. So the sin within me, the fleshly desire within me, leans into pride, leans into vanity, leads into greed. I I need to buy more clothes. I I, I need to look better. I need to, you know, I'm going to obsess about the way that I look. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, I feel good. I feel that that pride kicks in. Oh, I'm, I'm looking good, blah, 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 blah. And those three things, that, that flesh within me, you know, is all sort of work. And, and then you've got the values of the culture that sort of basically validate all of it. Yes, you should yeah. look that way. Yes, you should desire to those things or blah, 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 blah. You should live up to those standards. And then, of course, the enemy comes in and just piles a load of fuel on top of that fire, you know, as if j- just just to make the whole thing worse. <laughs> And when that's happening, it can be quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess when mm. you're in that place, it's hard to activate this. It can sometimes feel hard to activate that inner strength. Mm. And, you know, I've had counselling and, and I've really, some actually an amazing counselling. Mm. And I, I've really done the hard work of, with Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit was so gracious with an exceptionally skilled counsellor who's helped me understand where those have come from, where that narrative has come from, and yeah. has helped me with the tools to sort of process and deal with it when it comes. But I guess what I'm trying to say, all that to say is, sometimes mm. it can just feel like a fight. Yeah. So what do we do? What do we do yeah. when it just feels like the flesh, the world, the enemy coming yeah. against just a heap of temptation? And for you, if you're listening to this or watching this, you might not relate to the area, you know, like your your weakness, your fault line, your narrative may be different from mine, but you recognize mm. that sense of, oh, it just feels like a constant resisting. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. And what so do you do? Got, what do you do? Because there's got to be a point there where I have to be yeah. intentional. Like my resistance has to look like me making certain choices, not aligning with certain values, you know, making really day to day choices. Like I'm, I'm not going to weigh myself or I'm not going to watch that TV show. I'm not going to follow that account on Instagram or mm-hmm. I'm going to get into God's word. I'm, I'm going to choose to believe, you know, the words of Psalm 139, which are my go to. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah. you know. You know, um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's active, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, it's not just a purely passive thing, and yet at the same yeah. time, it yeah. can be so easy then to fall into this. I've got a fight. The fight's yeah. on me. The fight's yeah. on me. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it's interesting because actually in Proverbs twenty-five, it says, "Like a city where walls are broken, um, where sorry, in a city where walls are broken down." A man lacks self-control. And I think that actually speaks into what you're saying. Because on one hand, um, we can't, it isn't our own inner strength that can get out of that. Um, you know, it is, you know, in that situation that you've just described, there's a 
there's a desperation in there, isn't there? Um, you know, to what you're saying and to those that might be really relating to that right now is a desperation that can either lead you to apathy or lead you to just be getting really honest with God, you know, without a candle and a beautiful setting. But in the midst, even in the midst of it, you know, I'm going to get emotional here, but even in the midst of your, of you, um, of the temptation, even in the midst of you, even in it to say Jesus I'm inviting your Holy Spirit you know I think sometimes we underestimate the 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 power of Jesus in the um in the mess you know it's like oh I'll I'll pray about it after or I'm going to pray about it before but what about you know like there's an invitation for you know Holy Spirit I I need you now like right now you know that sort of great reliance upon Jesus so I think I think that these areas in our lives, they lead us uh, to reliance upon him in a whole new way. As we actually understand the gospel and we actually understand the character of Jesus and who he is and what he wants to do in our lives. Yeah. Otherwise, it is exhausting because we think we have to attain something for approval of him or, yeah. or, or he, there isn't that or that's way too messy for him to be part of what's too complicated or blah 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 you know and so I think that reliance piece is key but what from the proverbs what you're saying is also there is a guarding of our heart that is necessary if you know yes. those areas of weakness and actually that is our job that is our part to play you know like you just said and I certainly relate to that I know there are things in my life that I just won't do because I know that it's a bit it's like opening of it's like it's giving the enemy a foothold to be honest yeah. it's opening it's giving access to um to toxic narrative or to things yeah. that are going to hurt our heart so our yeah. job is to make choices that guard our heart like the walls you know a walls around a city you know uh if they're broken they lack self you know they they lack self-control like the proverb but yeah. um so I do think that that's really helpful I think what you're saying and actually if you know your weakness if you know your temptation yeah you know don't just you know in in a good state of mind don't open that door or whatever yes. it is you know I do and I think I think also it's holding on to gosh we're emotional today aren't we AMC yeah sorry I got a bit I had a moment there no, I'm, fe- I'm um you know I think it's also holding on to a, a biblical, a gospel-shaped view of freedom. Yeah, and absolutely. Again, and this is what I mean. Maybe, I, maybe I'm coming to this this morning, feeling yeah. worn down by the values of the culture. Gosh, I feel you know, I feel emotional thinking about it. Yeah, and I've played a part. You know, being really honest, if I spend too much time scrolling through Instagram. And not enough time praying or reading my Bible, and it, it does sound simplistic, but then I I am I will I I can feel overwhelmed by the pressures that come through from the values of the culture that we live in. Like they're not going away. I think yeah. that's what we're talking about. Resistance is yes. You know, the world, the culture that we're in, this sort of fish tank, the oxygen that we breathe, the minute we step out the front door, the minute we switch on a screen, they're so pervasive. 
you know, you have to look like this. You success looks like this. You have to be in this kind of relationship. You have to have this kind of sexual fulfillment. Like it is overwhelming. Yeah. But we, but like your image of the front door, I know sort of waking up this morning, feeling a bit like, oh, I know it's because I've opened the door. I, I've spent too much time scrolling through Instagram accounts that, that just don't yeah. nourish my soul. They rot exactly. me. Yeah. And for me, and actually, again, in Colossians, Paul talks about these divine tools. And our divine tools are, for, and in fact, he talks about it in the context of tearing down these ways of thinking. He's like, we've given these, these God tools yeah. that tear down, that come, that help us to tear down these, these ways of thinking in our culture. And it is, as always, it is the truth of God's word. And it is the power of his presence. They're the yeah. God tools, truth of his word, power of his presence. And I know for me, I haven't been activating those God tools in the way yeah. that it almost in, in relation to the onslaught of the values of the culture. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, like, I do know. But we, have, we have to be doing more, like, not again, I don't yeah. want to fall into doing, doing, doing. But no. if, 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 like, if the world is throwing, like, you know, 10 grenades at us, yeah. Then I go, I, I, I'm, I'm aware I'm using a lot of warfare. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like warfare. But like then, then, then we need to almost that needs to be more than our yeah. resistance needs to be more than you know. Yeah. yeah. In terms of these God tools, the power of His presence, yeah. the power of His word, and yeah. friendship with one another. Yeah. You know, being great. able to, yeah. you know, just being able to be. I'm battling in this area, you know, and I think that to just not stay silent. I mean, the enemy loves silence. He loves the hidden places. He loves that where you can, you know, where he can then, you know, ooh, in that space, you know, in that darkness, I'm just going to collude even more with your mind. But actually, if we expose it, we say, I need, I'm reliant upon you, Jesus, and I'm going to bring friendships into this that are safe. Like, Lord, you yeah. know, help. it's like expose it, expose yes. it. And that's what reliance looks like. And the other thing I was just going to say is when you talk about the flesh, you know, he says, don't, don't live by the sinful nature, you know, don't live by the flesh. Yes. Or according with the flesh. It's not like, it's not going away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like if you do all these things, that part is going to disappear. You the know, flesh will just curl up. Yeah. Jesus comes again, you know, everything is restored. Everything is redeemed. No more tears, no more, all of that. Um, until that day, that's always here. And so this invitation to live in step with the spirit is saying there's a different way. And it's and it and it's about acknowledging this part of our lives. It's yeah. saying this is here and it's not going away. I, I am tempted in these areas. This is where I, I want to be drawn back. It's like exposing that, like, yeah. like bring it to Jesus. You know, yeah. he's he knows. That's yeah. why, you know, well, that's why. Jesus came and died and rose again, that we would have his spirit, that we would walk in step with his spirit because it's his inner strength within us that can help us live in this resistance that you're saying. But yes. if we keep it hidden, then we're saying, okay, over to the sinful nature, you know? Well, also keeping it hidden is a, is self-reliance, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I can deal with this. Yes. Whereas verbalizing it, to a trusted friend or in a journal or out yeah. loud to God or whatever yeah. is saying, 
I can't do this on my own. Yes. Isn't it? And I, that's what I was going to say about freedom. Because the other, the other danger is that we can kind of fall into religiosity where it's like, I, I, I've got to do these things, like it's a duty. Whereas the end goal is always freedom. Like with Jesus, the end goal is always, mm. it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Where his spirit is, there is freedom. Yeah, where his spirit, exactly. <laughs> and for me, when I'm thinking, uh, I don't want to make that choice. You know, temptations come, I don't want to make that choice. Not because it's bad. Yeah. You know, oh, religious or duty. Oh, I mustn't do that because it's a bad thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that because it leads to captivity. Exactly. I don't want to make that choice. Maybe not that, maybe that one choice in isolation won't, but that one choice could lead to the next choice, which could then lead to a habit, which could then lead to a, a pattern in my life that is only going to lead to captivity and destruction. Like, yeah. and the minute we're, the, so we've got to hold before us as well all the time that it's for freedom. It's, yeah. for, it's not because you know, it's not because God wants to part us to pass this morality test. It's yeah. like, no, 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 it's for freedom. Yeah. God doesn't want you to make that choice because freedom is the other side of it. God wants you to make this choice because freedom is the other side of it. Again, not necessarily yeah. in those little isolated choices, but in yeah. cultivating patterns and rhythms that lead to freedom. And I think yeah. for me, there are moments where, if I'm tempted to make a particular choice or tempted to not make a particular choice, I have to hold before me. I don't want, I know the prison. I've sat yeah. in the prison. I have sat in the prison. Yeah. It's really not good in the prison. Yeah. It's so interesting as well, what, what you're saying about, um, you know, the tiny, the little things that can sort of feel a bit silly, can't they? Like, um, cause I think so much of it comes, well, first personally for me anyway, it can be about the self-talk. It starts yeah. with the, oh, you're this, or oh, you're, you should have done that. Oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you're whatever. Oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're whatever it is. It actually starts with those. Yeah. And so I even, even for some this morning, it's like, just take a, have a little bit of a, a scan of your self-talk as, yeah. as, the, as the nugget that then leads your mind into action, you know, in some way. Um, and actually, I, ha I had I had I have some friends um, around me that won't let you know. I'm sure Rachel wouldn't let me you know speak badly because you sort of clothe yourself with the words that you say. Yeah. Um, and so, as friends, let's not allow each other to speak lies yeah. out loud over one another. And it sounds like really kind of like a bit. Oh, let's not you know speak you know it can sometimes feel a bit trite can't it but it's really powerful I think and we need to be aware of our self-talk those little things that lead us I think into yeah deeper captivity I think and I think it's connecting the dots like I was saying to you Amesley wasn't I before that one of the one of the areas that I need to sort of activate that inner strength or invite the Holy Spirit to empower me with yeah just little things sometimes you know, I can be tempted to buy clothes that I don't need. Um, not always. It's not sort of a, it, I have these moments where I can, you know, it's, a, it's an old habit that can sometimes rear its ugly head occasionally. Yeah. And I'm aware, and it can lead me into greed and coveting and sin, basically. 
and I'm I have to be aware of it but I also have to connect the dots you know it's not just in isolation and again values of the culture materialism consumerism like I am walking in step with the values of the culture when I am inclined to desire or want to buy more clothes than I can afford or more clothes than I need my goodness uh but I have to connect the dots and for me I connect the dots back to that narrative which is you're not enough you don't you don't you're not beautiful enough and so it's symptomatic of that yeah I think for some of us we've got I guess the homework is start to connect the dots yeah, you may already have done that, but like, oh, I'm falling into this particular temptation. Yeah, Where, where's this coming from? Like, what, yeah. what's the root of this? Because it's all well and good, sort of dealing with the symptom, but you also have to really dig for the root, and that might be you need to get a great counsel that they can help you identify that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the Holy Spirit is our ultimate counselor and leads us. Yeah. But sometimes it's helpful to get a pro who can really help us understand. But yeah, connecting the dots is what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also, yeah, it, it helps identify because it's always a need, isn't it, that we're trying to fulfill? Like, oh, if I get that, I'll be worth more or I'll yes. fulfill that. Um, and actually, if where, yeah, when you track back, you're like, oh, what is the fundamental need that hasn't been met? Yes. And instead of like, oh, now I know the need. Great, I know the need. You know, it can only change once you're saying, once you then say, Jesus, I'm wanting to fill this need that only you can meet. Can you fill it for me? You know, or whatever it is. Yes. Can, you, can you meet me in it? And that's a journey, isn't it? And sometimes it's like, whoa, overnight. Wow. Yeah. Different, you know, desire shift. Sometimes, like Paul, is a thorn in the flesh. <laughs> and he has to go. Yeah, it's a journey and it's a, a journey of reliance in that particular area of your life you know there's no sort of manual for how God wants to form us yes and it informs the way we pray doesn't it it's like God exactly that for me it's like Lord I'm I'm wanting to do this I think it's because I'm actually feeling this yeah can you I need your help yeah. And also, it, it, like I know for me, it informs my prayer in terms of repentance. And this is actually this counsellor that I've, has been amazing at really yeah. helping me with this. It's like, right, Lord, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to repent now of my greed. I'm going to repent now of my vanity. I'm going to repent now of my pride. I want you to tear down the throne that I've put you know, that I've built for this, uh, the idol, the idol of Mm. aesthetic beauty, the idol of being thin or the idol of looking a certain way or needing, I I just want to tear this out. And that's, so that informs the way that I pray. Yeah. That is so powerful. Yeah. And also, and also this, the same lady that you're talking about, she's got an amazing book actually oh. yeah oh, i'm reading it i wish i had it here to plug it but um but anyway we can put it on um, that we can put it on the instagram yeah is um but just the idea of actually what you're saying identifying that where what it is you know that the need that you know whatever it is that isn't hasn't been met that you're wanting to fill she then would say that you then also find scriptures that do fulfill that yes you know? so 
that, you know, I guess for me, my area of if I ever take insecurities or behaviors back to anything, it's always around approval, you know, wanting to, you know, seek approval from people or taking responsibility for people because, you know, and actually, as I take it back, one of the things that I always say over myself is, you know, I'm I'm completely and utterly approved of by God, you know, that I am nothing can separate me from his love, even if I did the worst thing and you know nothing can separate me there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus you know so it's like I'm clothing myself with those truths that I that that specifically speak into the into what it is that um that you know that brokenness that I am wanting to fill or control somehow by people's approval that will never be filled (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know the other thing I was thinking that self-control or inner strength it also propels us to do things. I think we've talked a lot about how it, it, it's activating our lives to sort of prevent us from doing the wrong thing, but it's yeah. also activated in our lives to help us towards doing the right thing, you yeah. know. The, all the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, all the fruits of the spirit, exactly. It propels us into peace and joy and goodness and kindness and patience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, faithfulness. Um, but the, I was thinking as well, Actually, as we're propelled into things that are outward focused, that are other people focused, yeah. it stops us thinking so much about ourselves. Again, that is one of the that is one of yeah. the dangers of the culture that we live in. Like yeah. you said at the very beginning, it it the, the, the way the culture is wired is it forces us to constantly think about ourselves. Yeah, and when inner strength, self control is activated and propels us into doing things that benefit other people that are for good that are for the good of other people that are for good of the for for the good of society we then just think about ourselves less you know we don't have the we don't have the same energy to devote to I don't look like this or I haven't got that or I'm not as good as that person and again I think God knows what he's talking about that the free life is a life that is is self-forgetful yeah self-forget it's like Sacrificial. Yeah. It's you know, yeah. think about some of these amazing Christians that are really suffering for the gospel in countries where there is huge persecution. I yeah. Mean, if your if your faith means that you may be slung into prison, tortured, executed at any moment, yeah, you've got time to be thinking: Do I look good enough? Do, do you yeah. know what I mean? I do. And yeah. Think, again, it's that wake up call. Yeah. Of the culture that we're living in, it just it just forces all the time to look inwards, look inwards, yeah. look inwards, and we activate, we cultivate this inner strength, yeah. self control. It also propels us to make choices that dull down the self voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, I think it's I think also that leads into um, you know yeah the area of devotion. I think because. The more, even I think I, that whole idea of um, holiness being around sort of a surrendered life, you know, that actually um, we gain holiness by giving over. And actually it is, because I think, again, it can so quickly be like, oh, I'm so selfish. I need to go and, you know, but actually it's like as we devote ourselves, as we give ourselves and devote to who Jesus is, as we take our eyes off ourselves, but onto him. Yes, you're great. right. Our eyes are open to what he sees. Yes, um, that's better. That's better. And I think that looking at him rather than and then looking at him drives us to want to serve. Yeah. Others. yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I find that really compelling. And have you read Tim Keller's book, The Life of 
the free I think so like the freedom of self-forgetfulness no I haven't oh it's so good and it's like this thin oh I like that I like this I'm trying to find it but I can't we'll put that on show as well equally he's written a great book um on idolatry which was Ah. so powerful I I love that I can't remember what it's called now (laughs) but it's really good we need to wrap this up sister all right. And as we wrap this up, we are also wrapping up this whole series. And I just, I don't know what you, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. If you are listening to this or you're watching this, massive, massive thank you for going on this journey with us. Now, we said at the very beginning, Amy and I, and I think we said this a couple of times, that we we did this thinking, well, if one or two people listen in and it helps a few, great. Um, and so if you're one of those few uh, then thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we hope that we might see a load of you uh, on October the 30th as we gather for the second time, the second Orchard Gathering. Um, but should we pray? Is there anything you want to say, Ames? Any final words? I've just that it's been a joy to sit with you. Um, and I, you know, I just, I think that you are someone who walks in this way of having an exposed life before Jesus. And I think that, you know, I think that's really evident and um, and the way that you bring your vulnerability to this conversation, I've just really appreciated. So. And I know many others have as well. So. And Amy. There you, go. No, you, say that. No, you <laughs> can't say that and then I can't say anything about you. That's naughty. Let's pray. But I, know I, I already knew, Ames, because I've known you my whole life, I already knew that you are a a, a woman of great wisdom. But honestly, I have been blown away. I have been shocked in the best possible way by the wisdom that you've brought. You just exude wisdom. And you've had to put up with me. Honestly, when I've listened back to some of these podcasts, I'm I'm watching it thinking, shut up, Rachel. I think Amy's so funny. (laughs) No, so good. Shall we, shall we pray? Love you, then? sis. Love you, sis. Love you too. Do you want you you go for it? You pray. No, I've said way too much. You pray. <laughs> uh, well, Holy Spirit, we um, I just thank you, um, thank you for this time that we've got to chat through um, the fruits of the Spirit, Lord. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you uh, that you want to lead us in this way and. I ask now uh, for every uh, person that is listening or watching to this, we ask now that you would uh, come by your spirit and would you fill every single one of us now. God, I pray that where uh, some might feel stuck in habitual patterns of thinking or habits, Lord, or addictions in this moment, things that they think are impossible uh, to walk out of I ask now Holy Spirit would you um, would you come in the middle of that mess Jesus we just thank you um, for who you are yeah. we thank you that you are not afraid of the mess that you came for the mess yeah. and you bring order and redeem and redemption and and we um, and we just say yes to you Jesus right now So maybe just where you are in this moment, why don't you, if you want, it's always an invitation just to uh, just let Jesus in 
to that part of your life that you feel stuck? And so, Lord, we ask that you would continue to bring breakthrough this day. Um, help us to see you more clearly. Help us to rely upon you in every part of our lives. Amen. I just want to end by praying. I just was thinking of Ephesians 3, 14, where Paul prays over the church. And I just want to pray this over anyone that's listening, watching. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray mm. that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ for you. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Look out for series two. <laughs>